0: This week on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Black Star, Episode 5 The Quest.
1: Take that, Skeletor.
0: I think you might have gotten the wrong episode. (laughs) Yeah, I was not prepared
2: today. (laughs) Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that is prepared and professional. My name's Adam. My name's Matt. I'm Mike. And I've been David.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Good night.
2: Yeah, bail now, listeners. Uh, Get out while you can. We're
0: a prepared and professional
2: podcast. Listen to Amazingly Terrible.
0: The late night show is an entirely different show from the morning show.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have a whole different sound effects suite that we use in the evenings. Yeah, we put a lot more dripping noises in the evening. Oh, uh, Jesus, guys. you got why, why does he always come up? Uh, I'm pretty sure he would do it himself. I think he would like make the sound effect himself. That sounds like a thrush. a, a thrush. I don't know. It's a whippoorwill. Let's get into it. Let's let's get into some Black Star let's do it let's get yeah. inside
0: of that black star
2: oh man okay i'm gonna do my very best be hot. off the cuff and see how it goes uh, no research on black star we're going we're coming into this cold listeners you're going to come into it cold and you're going to leave with a warm feeling right around your black that, star that, area
0: that that then gets cold as you know the air hits it and yeah it yeah a rise to room temperature
2: Black Star is explained to the premise is explained to us in the opening cinematic, the opening, and it explains that Black Star is a pilot from Earth, but that doesn't matter because it never comes up again. And he was sucked (laughs) into a black hole and sent to a parallel dimension. And on that in that parallel dimension, he lands on a planet whose name I forget. It's not important. It's not in any way necessary to know the exact name of anything. And he is watched over, he becomes the ally of the Trabbits.
0: Sagar. Planet Sagar.
2: Planet Sagar.
0: S-A-G-A-R. Sagar
2: he uh he's watched he becomes the ally of the trobits and the, they do a shot um that is clearly snow white and the seven dwarves with the these Trabbits lined up along the long body of uh john blackstar yes and they are <laughs> the a most sleeping, like sleeping
0: beauty basically
2: it's a it's in it's an a, yeah they're like pink smurfs yeah they are looking at their faces as they pan, as we pan across them. It's like going through the uncanny valley. You go up this where it gets better and better and better, then it hits a tipping point and it's terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it goes way back down. Yeah, and then okay. the yeah, last one, the years. last one, you're like, eh, it's okay. They got close enough, you know. Okay. We're going yeah. back up the valley. So one of my favorite
0: parts about this is we go immediately from the astronaut going through the black hole in his you know proper spacesuits inside a spacecraft of some type straight to the planet where it seems like he's being nursed back to health by these dwarfs, gnomes these seven gnome dwarf hobbit things
2: they're hot pink for some reason
0: and if and if you if you look very carefully you'll notice that john blackstar is actually shirtless with a gold chain on now (laughs) yes not inside (laughs) of his his well these rabbits had to disrobe him and put him into more appropriate regalia for their setting.
2: It's par so, for the course, just, but that's par for the course because this is a sword and sorcery cartoon, and in the manner of uh, John Carter of Mars, because of that, his all of his cl- modern clothes were destroyed, and he's given appropriate attire, which is a furlorn cloth. So he's dressed. And yeah, he's dressed. He's dressed like. Train, so. Yeah, he's dressed like Conan. Once we reach the end of the credits, we start a pan over what is some of the worst, most poorly drawn backgrounds I've ever seen. Oh, and oh my yeah. God. <laughs> the Those style of this cartoon is the most janky garbage pile of terrible transitions, <laughs> canned run animations, and just m- miserable, weird
3: angles. Yeah. yeah. Everything about bad cartoons in my childhood... This is like the manifestation of every horrible cartoon animation. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: But it's it feels like they're trying so
0: hard. Oh,
1: no, it so really hard. does.
3: It really does. Well, they really
2: somebody really cares about Blackstone Star. Like someone deeply cares about it. Not enough to make it good, but they care that they want to yeah. make it look cool.
0: <laughs> like this Somewhere. is this is almost like Thunder the Barbarian a little, but Thunder the Barbarian had a lot better story and pacing. Yes. Similarly crappy drawings, but like the background drawings, I don't think were quite as bad.
2: I feel like this is, this is on par with Planet of the Apes. Yes. Mm. And
0: I, I was going to say that a little bit later, this is on par with Planet of the Apes because of the pacing issues they have. They basically spent like the first 20 minutes, or I'm sorry, first like 15 minutes of the cartoon with like maybe five minutes worth of plot and yes. then they jam 20 minutes worth of plot in the last 5 minutes of this thing.
2: Well, they So, I feel like this is the one where they're like, "Hey, this one's about the trobits, right? This one's really going to be about the trobits." And I, uh, I, I don't oh, know. No, I no, think no. I
0: think they're all about the trobits to be <laughs> yeah. honest with you. Well, well, they're
1: just like the snarfs that they, yeah. they basically exist to get into trouble and drive the plot. Yes,
0: yes. exactly, exactly.
2: They're snarfs. It's all snarfs (laughs) all the way down. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Snarfs, snarfs.
2: Just snarfs to the center of the earth. At any rate, we open on the trobits. Half of them are fishing. And it is not important to know the trobits apart particularly, except that they all have one oversized deformity that marks them. <laughs> that
0: marks them, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, uh, would it be important for us to know the one big plot point, the titular Black Star? Did you already mention that? And I missed it. What about him? Well, no, the titular Black Star is the.
2: Oh, Two his swords. swords yeah.
0: Yeah, and the the two swords got the there was a artifact called the Black Star that got split in two.
2: It's and the power It's the Power Star, I believe. I'm sorry,
0: Power Star. Yeah,
2: yeah. The main bad split... guy has one
0: half, and Black Star has the other
2: half. Yeah, so. they split into the Power Sword and the Star Sword. See, it's like a mathematical equation where the two swords eliminate each other and just becomes Power Star.
1: Yes. Well, it's also a really recurring trope for these types of cartoons because for he-man like the he-man and skeletor sword <laughs> in the toys would snap together into one sword
3: oh yeah mm. and no. then there's a
1: golter and the golden lance who is his, his his lance
2: separated into two swords it's a pl- it's a play factor thing i feel like or like a very cheap yeah. way to give both your characters the same mold for the for the weapon yeah. Yeah. Well, the lance well, was a little
0: bit different because it was part of a set. You had the shield and the lance. Crazy. The lance broke it too, but but then you had the shield that like made the person who had the shield and the lance completely invulnerable.
1: I have to say, I do kind of like the way that they use these lighting effects and overlay that on top of the cell animation.
2: Mm, Where they like sort of, I mean, like I said, somebody cares about it. Like the opening animation is quite well done. I think I, somebody for somebody this was a labor of love. At any rate, we find the Trabbits fishing, and they are immediately t- attacked by a sea monster out of nowhere. It's really hard to tell scale. It feels like the sea serpent
1: could just be like the size of an, of a an eel. Yes, I mean it. Do, it, it, <laughs> yeah.
2: it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't help yeah. that their boat looks like it's made out of popsicle sticks. Yes. Exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, it's really hard to tell how big this thing is, but the few times we see him compared to compared to Black star, it's enormous. Anyway, this thing attacks them. they uh, it knocks off half the boat. Black star on Warlock, which is his flying horse dragon, come in, and then the other trobits follow up on some sort of hot air balloon contraption, except for the one uh, the one trobit that can fly with its Dumbo ears. And <laughs> they come and they lower a rope ladder down and the Trabbits start climbing up the road ladder, all except poor Pulio. So as soon as Pulio fell off,
0: he was the one that, that also caught the serpent. My immediate thought was, hey, you know, Blackstar, maybe you just got to let one go.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one seems might, to be might the be weaker. Think... It might be better <laughs> for
0: like the entire group, if maybe you let one go.
2: I was thinking we were going to get a capture story where Puglio's captured.
0: Oh, and then Blackstar's going to have to go and save him. I mm, guess okay. evil overlord.
2: I yeah. guess maybe, but don't worry. There's no plot yet. <laughs> there sh- there shan't be plot for a good while. Just some beautiful sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, all of this is observed via the closed caption reflective head <laughs> of of one of an, the many unnamed servants of the overlord, and the yes. overlord. Overlord looks like he was a knockoff of a a Jack Kirby design. He's amazing looking. He's Galactus.
0: He's Galactus, yeah. A mini Galactus,
2: basically. Mm. He's a mini Galactus with the same face. And we do these extreme close-ups of his face. And he'll talk and the entire screen will move. It's beautiful. Uh, Anyway, we cut back to the weird treehouse that apparently this group of multiple marriage aficionados poly aficionados live in and they're they're bathing in a hot tub that's fueled by the flame on one of their heads uh, yes. and trying to convince pu- polio to get into it to feel better
0: yeah one of them just has an eternal flame coming out of the top of his skull yeah that was his deformity
2: and they're all like creepily relaxing
0: it, it begged the question did they actually make a lighter for kids that
1: they <laughs> yeah yeah they'd make a pretty good candle holder Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm.
2: that's what the other ones were they were all candles you could buy the whole set of candles
3: <laughs> I guess this isn't as creepy as like when there's the cartoons where there's like a chicken eating a fried chicken drumstick or something like that where it's like you see like active cannibalism this is just them relaxing by you know the flame of one of their heads
2: right yeah they're not eating each other yet yeah. Although, th- this yes. this bunch of fucking yes. freak shows, I I bet at least two of them are into it. <laughs> <laughs> A couple more little Vor freaks.
3: Is this going to have to stay on the list so we can find out? <laughs> I uh, think, so. So I let's think, think let's we re- to re- ruin me. the ending. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Pulio is very sick. He collapses. And they set out to try to solve this problem. And they solve by this problem by going to Papa Smurf. Who is is missing the bottom the half? Of his, yeah, he's missing the bottom half of his yeah. beard? And yep. he builds some sort of uh, or some sort of special potion that will yeah. heal them, hope, hopefully heal him. And he reads how to do it, concocts the potion, and they test it and give it to him before turning the page to reveal that it doesn't work on this kind of poisoning.
0: Yeah, specifically <laughs> this poisoning it will not work on.
2: Yeah. Well, well, first they test it by giving
1: it to the. Guy with the flame on his head. Yeah. And the jerk drinks all of the poison He
0: drinks curfew. the whole fucking file, <laughs> yeah.
2: It promptly turns entire, completely it's the blue. The entire cylinder,
0: he just drinks the whole thing.
2: Not a problem, though, because they seem to just get more of it.
0: Yeah. Of course. It was They, they had more than they had made off-screen, basically. <laughs> like, a,
3: like a cooking show?
1: And here's a poison cure that I prepared earlier.
3: <laughs> right, <laughs> right exactly yep.
2: but this he's suffering from the poison of the pond which to which like they knew about this like deadly poison that existed in this pond and they all that's just their fishing hole that's where they go to like
3: <laughs> well yeah They're you know sometimes freaks. you gotta you, you know you gotta go to the dangerous place to get the good food yeah, right that's that's nice. it's Fish like, from like the shore. when you go to that Come really on. good like pizza place that's in that eh, neighborhood that you got to go through no
0: it would be like going to that pizza place that's got the health violations right right (laughs) or
3: yeah but it's damn good pizza but it's
0: pizza. you just have to make sure you know you're not going to be doing anything the next two days because
3: you're going to be on the can
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a it's a weekend defining pizza
3: those are not olives (laughs)
2: at any rate
3: those are rat eyeballs they
2: explain to black star and his weird freak show buddy clone pulio is sick so black star and pulio and this is where this is where we start like things start happening quite quickly after this point they decide that they're going to get something called the jewel of health or the health jewel or something that will cure any illness so they set off on Warlock and have, through, like, a series of very uh, of silly obstacles, they eventually get to a city in the desert filled with yeah. the Desert Dwellers. Yes. And this is where they start
1: using the scene transition
2: animation way too much. Mm-hmm. Right. right, yeah, well, yeah. They're really snapping through yeah.
0: these. Well, once they get to the City Dwellers, this is actually where it kind of speeds up a bit. But, like, the travel to the City Dwellers, I would still argue, is, like, a little bit slow. Then like the first battle with the city with the desert dwellers. Yeah. Is a little bit slow. And then as soon as the green knight shows up, that's things when start, it's like, okay. Things start getting Everything's happening up. all at once. Well,
2: we're yeah. we're we're ra- we're ramping up to it. Anyway, the yeah. uh, desert dwellers look like if elf quest had featured people who live in Brooklyn. Like just a bunch <laughs> oh, of yeah. bit, little, middle-aged yeah. must, uh, mustached elves How much with would enormous you love ears. That? I, I
0: like that. I like that a lot, actually. Much <laughs> of history, Brooklynites. I, just, I
2: think I just uh, developed my next artistic property. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: man. Nice, nice. Are you going to just start alphabetizing all the like Brooklyners you see?
2: All the Brooklynites, all the uh, middle-aged a, uh... men with mullets and mustaches.
3: And are you going to all... take? I'm just or... picturing also
0: like all of the. Uh the elf quest just sitting around a, like a bonfire drinking Pap's Blue Ribbon. Or Couple that's what I was going like to say, is you,
3: you take all of the old pictures that you drew of elves and then morph them into someone who would be in Brooklyn.
2: <laughs> yeah, I drew a lot of elves. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Desert Dwellers definitely have the gems, but they're also definitely under attack by gargoyles. And we engage in a very low stakes and low, low contact war scene in which the only person who's in, in any way combat effective is Blackstar.
0: Yeah. They, they, they're attacked by these, these pink gargoyles. And first off, they have the single golden healing stone on a pedestal in the back. Yeah, just they're out. They're down to, to eat dinner. Yeah, just just hanging out, and then all of these gargoyles start start a frontal assault, just like, barraging their their stronghold. Yet somehow Blackstar and his buddy clone are able to get in on their dragon warlock, just through the back door. And it's like, oh hey, we're we're gonna help. We're here, and it's really convenient timing.
2: I think it's I know why timing. they had exactly. it out though. Like if you had a stone that essentially like cured all illnesses, like. We think, oh, you'd get it out when you just, you're sick. Like, no, you would you would use it all the time. Yeah. It would be Everybody would like
0: th- be touching it all the time, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it'd be like that machine in Blade Runner that they use to just dial up different moods. And they're like, oh, I feel like a one three seven today. You would just be doing that <laughs> constantly.
0: <laughs> just be like, I, I need to be as healthy as possible every yeah. second of my life. Rub, rub, rub.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling slightly tired. Uh, I just had a bad thought. Just yeah, cure it every exactly. single time.
0: <laughs> Damn it! I stubbed my toe on this fucking magic gem.
1: Right? What? Do you think do you think they're curing fatigue
2: and never sleeping? Oh, wouldn't you? <laughs> they're they're constantly like taking down levels of exhaustion. Anyway, uh, yes. the he and his allies working together managed to uh, drive off the gargoyles. This is where we see the shape changing ability.
1: Of the Drow Fuckboy, and I have, <laughs> I, have yeah. I have so many questions. Oh, the the yeah. Drow Fuckboy is
2: distressing.
1: Yeah. He turns into a clay golem, and just starts like picking pieces of himself off and throwing it at the gargoyles. Yeah. yeah. So wouldn't he change like... back? Is he just missing huge chunks of his? Or so <laughs> no. Yeah. Or did it's he like pick a... those
0: up? Or or was it like as he was pulling parts of him off and he threw them out of? They were turning into like his body parts. Like He threw, <laughs> he threw the clay and like in air yeah. changes into a hand. Yeah.
2: No, this is how also, he. Poos. I did, I did like... this is how he goes to the bathroom. Oh. He like pulls <laughs> his stuff up to the surface and throws it like a monkey.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. That's the I kind also of control just like he the, has. The fact that like he walks in and he's like gargoyles. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna change into a clay Gullum That's what we'll be gargoyle's. Yeah, that's what gargoyle's hate
2: Like he's playing paper rock scissors clay. here. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I gotta be a lightning type to take out these water types. <laughs> I have no idea yep. if that's true. I have no idea what those types do. I
0: think it's more like the water type takes out the lightning type. Maybe I don't fire and ice. I think do you think it's like?
2: Do you think they're like horoscopes? These are like what happens when Pokemon's date and stuff. <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm, oh, an, I'm like, an ice like they're type. If they're compatible we're in some incompatible. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, we're not compatible. Yeah.
0: See, I like to think of it more along the lines of that old uh, horrible, horrible, horrible T D pilot that we mention every now and again, where it's like the mutants have taken over the entire planet, and there's only one single city that's survived, and every character has a gem embedded into their chest, and the gem killer dictates who they can have sex with. Nice. otherwise they'll like create some sort of mutagen disease and there's like one character that's the giant mutant that's been uh um, half mutant or ha- yeah the giant <laughs> half mutant that's like working for for the uh humans david. that's got a black gem <laughs> david, d- david, david was, knows what i'm talking about
1: i saw that <laughs> yeah. i think
2: like you like and, and i were the watched two
0: every people episode. that saw it <laughs> no there was only like, one episode it was a one pilot eh, that's there might have been like three <laughs> okay. well,
3: I think, I
0: think there was a
1: pilot
3: they broke into. David, why don't you just tell me, us so. about it, Adam? just yeah. Well, David, give us the you. list of
2: actors. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, Will Will from
0: Will and Grace was in it, I don't know that much. Oh. Oh, wow. He, he played a clone of himself.
1: TV.com went down, so I don't know what that show is.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it was mm. Mutant City X.
2: At any rate... At this point, the desert dwellers are ready to give up the gym to allow Black Star to take it back to heal his friend. But the Emerald Knight shows up. This guy is looks badass. He's riding a dragon. He's got a huge gold. He's got a huge jade lance, and he's completely green in green armor. Yeah. If we could just pause
1: at 10:52, uh, and just look at the face. Of uh clone
2: there, <laughs> Of clone. Yeah. Uh he for listeners, he has a uh euphoric expression. Oh, wow. oh <laughs> in, yeah. In oh, the oh, scene yeah. between this, someone pounded his Black Star <laughs> in yes. such a way.
0: He just uh Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's distressingly happy. Distressingly happy. Staring yes. at John.
3: That is is a shit-eating grin right there, if I've ever seen one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At any rate, Emerald Knight uses telekinesis or lightning power or something, it doesn't matter, to suck the gym up, and then traps our Desert Dwellers and Blackstar and Clone in a shrinking, contracting wall of force, which is represented by glowing orange lines.
0: It kind of looks like a fire cage, basically. Yeah. Oh, the
1: the and the menace in the Emerald's nice voice when he says shrinking energy cage just made me laugh so much. <laughs> it's so much so much overacting for such a dumb line. <laughs> yes, that's,
2: yeah. that's the only time someone has said shrinking with such relish. The energy cage has paralyzed us. Crunching. Shrinking energy cage. But that's okay. Because we're about to introduce a new character. And this is Mara Maru, the sorceress, who suddenly appears out of nowhere. Mara. She flies into the scene and using her her sorcery powers, she breaks open the, the force cage. And John Blackstar hops out and promptly says, okay, we're going to the warlord's castle. The no, cast. that's not no, what he says.
0: No. My my favorite part, before we got to that bit, though, my favorite <laughs> part was she she gets in there with her, like, Deus Ex Machina powers to be able to do yeah. whatever she wants to do. And she says, oh, no, the Force Cage is too strong. I just can't do it. And she's only able to achieve it through a pep talk from John Blackstar. Yeah, yeah. Of him saying, yes, yeah, you can. I know you can. You're, yeah, he's you're... really
1: being a cheerleader. But when he gets out, he says, that's what I call a tight squeeze. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he yeah. does. Uh, he, yeah. There's Nothing the Blackstar ever says is appropriate to the situation. Uh, <laughs> not
0: at boy. all. Not at all. Uh,
2: it's distressing. Yeah. It's also distressing because someone really likes Maro. One of the artists really likes to draw her.
0: Yeah. And she, she does have a bit of a disturbing qualities. A few disturbing qualities. Her eyes are like way too big. Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. head is shaped almost like um, Stewie's it, head, almost like a football. It's, <laughs> it's, it's phallic.
2: The head is phallic. Yeah.
0: And she's got a like a giant like spike coming out of her forehead the part, it's part of her the helmet that she's wearing. It's like a curved yeah. up. Spike
2: it's like thing. she's wearing like an ant's thorax that she split open and put her head inside.
0: Yeah. Which she might be doing. Rolling up. But I, I was pointing that out with uh, John Blackstar is because like even like even though you have the female character that's very powerful, she doesn't tend, she wasn't able to, like, win this particular event without an intervention by John Blackstar, without the intervention of a man.
2: Oh, John Blackstar does everything. He he has every good idea. Everything that comes from him. He has to make all the roles.
0: He has to make all the roles. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Right. So so he was doing, like,
0: an encouraging... Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Everybody else is an NPC. Does feel that way. It does feel like this is someone's solo D&D campaign. Uh, (laughs) Even to the point of, like, he just got hold person cast on him.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that that Emerald Knight's attack really looked like a fireball that was about to smite them. But suddenly it was only an energy gauge.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was the DM just looking around and being like, what did you roll again for damage?
2: Oh, Jesus.
0: Wait, I messed that up. It's not a fireball. It's a fire
2: cage. Fire cage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, and shrinking.
0: This, yeah, story.
3: shrinking.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's shrinking. Yeah. I spent I spent three years writing this
2: fucking thing. We're gonna play it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can so see that. Oh my God. Yeah,
2: you, you do kind of get attached. So at this point, they all get up onto Warlock's back. Okay, guys, I'm gonna skip the scene where they melt ice over Pulio.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's fine, yeah.
2: They all get up Feel on... Feel free to,
0: to skip all of the, the Trobbit scenes.
2: <laughs> Anything Trobbit <laughs> related. The Trubbert, Trouble in Troberton. They all get up on Warlock's back and are flying, despite the fact that Maru was able to fly before. She doesn't seem to need yeah. this. And they go to the Overlord castle. Well, she just castle. wants to hang out.
0: She wants to be sandwiched between uh, Clone and Blackstar. That's all.
2: She just likes that
0: she position. She wanted a clone Black Star sandwich, and she was going to be the meat in the middle. Yikes!
3: Oh god. Oh.
0: I had to rewind and make sure of the placement.
3: So are you are you proud of yourself for that one?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: No,
0: he, I was actually rewinding to make sure that she was in the middle because I couldn't remember
3: what it was. she <laughs> yeah. was.
2: And they very deliberately put her closer to Black Star than to Clone.
0: Yeah, Clone was like sitting like way back. Way back. Way back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He's like in the back back seat, you know.
0: Yeah. While well, she's, like, hanging on to Blackstar's chest. Yeah.
2: Yeah. At any rate, they attempt to break into the Overlord's castle, but they are stopped at the a massive drawbridge by the Emerald Knight. And they have a, a big fight.
1: And this is where, when I was, like, listening to the Knight talk, I was like, is that a lady voice under all those voice filters?
2: <laughs> and? Yeah, you were like, is Bone this a weird boner?
0: <laughs> hey, Doc, um, can you take a look at this? Is this a <laughs> weird
2: <laughs> Or is it perfectly normal, Doc? You tell me. At any rate, they managed to incapacitate the Emerald Knight and take her helmet off, revealing <gasps> two horrors at once. One, she's a woman and two a young woman
0: old
1: what, and then she turns and, old yeah and At, thir- and three she's an alien an alien <laughs> right. that's right because that, what the
0: fuck is everyone else yeah that's what <laughs> i was actually <laughs> thinking too. Black, black star takes the helmet off and says it's a young alien woman and it's right. like dude you are you are on a different planet you are the fucking alien <laughs>
2: yeah, everybody yeah. else here is normal you idiot no he's the main character these, and also, these
0: guys are so what if one of it's a woman. Are you like upset that you got your ass kicked by a lady in armor? Is that
2: the problem? <laughs> At any rate, she had made a deal with the Overlord where his magic kept her young, and then we get to so slowly see her age. And <laughs> Star's reaction is. Oh. It's like a split second—the yeah. look of revulsion and horror on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're oh. an old
0: woman.
1: It's terrible. You know, he's like, wait a minute, the magic's in your helmet, so you can never take off your helmet.
0: Go hide. I'll be back for you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yuck. <laughs> Inappropriate. That's I mean, that's, that's literally what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
2: They go into the they go into the castle, and he immediately sends Warlock away his yeah. his nine foot tall his, dragon fire breathing mount.
0: He's like Warlock, you are going to be too effective here. Go home. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> it's too hard to explain the where why you are here.
0: Yeah, and, and as soon as he flies off, the drawbridge goes up. But then in the next scene, the drawbridge is back down. (laughs) Continuity problems.
2: They're not going to pay for an up drawbridge. At this point, we get the reveal of the overlord speaking uh, that it's all been a trap. And his guards rush out to capture our hapless crew.
0: His guards who look like uh, gargoyles who have had their wings and tails removed.
2: Yeah, everybody's weirdly pink in this yeah. show.
0: Everything. That guy's had beaks for some reason.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's they're all bird people. Anyway, bird uh, Blackstar quickly dispatches them, but he runs off anyway. Uh, and he and a group cut the cut through a wall and hide. They have a conversation about where are they going to find the uh, health stone? Where's Where is it being kept? And he says, well, "I know exactly where it is. We have to go to the Overlord's throne room."
0: Yeah. I do love the fact that he, he basically cuts into what looks like a stone wall. And it, <laughs> like, kick, kicks, a, kicks a hole into it and, it, like, goes into a back room. And the back room looks like it's behind the set. Like, it looks like it's behind <laughs> the scenes. Yeah, it does. Because it's like, it's, like, all these frozen pipes and, like, weird equipment that doesn't look like it's appropriate on a castle. And I'm assuming it's supposed to be, like, the refrigeration unit because the castle is supposed to be made of ice or something. But it's still hilarious to me, the fact that they, like, they got into the behind-the-scenes of Disneyland to have this conversation.
2: So yeah. Like, They're definitely, like, in a freezer or something, and there is, like, technology behind them. Like, uh... Yeah, there's, there's like, there's NASA control rooms. Yeah. yeah. Consoles. They're definitely in the mainframe. And this
0: is actually when I noticed that uh, clones seems to be a little bit pouty. And, like, going back through and looking at it, he seems to be a little pouty as soon as Mara shows up. Uh, <laughs> he's always kind of, like, a little, like, frowny face with, like, a little bit of a... Like, his lip sticking out a little bit. So. Yeah, I think he was expecting this to be a boys' weekend, and then he's like, What is she doing here?
2: She always yeah, shows Black up Black Star. We never get a chance to just hang out together anymore. Yeah. Not since you Remember and that... she. Remember the time back at camp? I think about it
0: all the time, Black Star.
2: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor clone. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I'm sad a for him. A clone could be
0: anybody, even five clones. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: All can't... connected by
0: a strand of hair. It makes sense.
2: <laughs> so to cheer up clone, Blackstar makes a plan that features him where they pretend to be captured and then clone disguises himself as one of the guards, and that's how they get into the throne chamber of the overlord. And then as soon as they are they're there, they give up that ruse. Like they spend no time pretending.
0: I did like this particular henchman of uh, the bad guy though. What's his name again?
2: Oh the two headed dragon.
0: Evil or the two headed dragon that talks, like the two headed <laughs> sentient talking dragon.
2: Yeah, yeah. And he was like narra- he was narrating what was happening the whole time. He's, yeah exactly. he's like oh no and clone was clone was the the uh guard and oh no now he's hitting me oh no he's tying <laughs> yeah, well, me up Now my necks are tied yeah, yeah, together
1: yeah it really sounds like he's
2: reading yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got a copy of the script
0: well this was the producer that really wanted to be in the show so he's he just like yeah give me the scripts i can do voice acting
2: right uh you don't understand there is no script so he just riffed it and this is what he riffed
0: <laughs> I
2: was like, "Don't worry, guys.
0: I wrote something down in the bathroom right before coming in here. Hold on. It's I got five gold. sticky notes all stuck together."
2: At any rate, we have a massive sword fight between Black Star and the Overlord, in which you know not very much happens, but there's a lot of clashing of weapons. Meanwhile, Clone and Maru just basically do nothing. At a certain point, he tricks the Overlord and goads him into attacking him, and the Overlord falls down, at which point they steal the health crystal and run off. Yeah. They blast a hole through a priceless glass window, (laughs) destroying a beautiful stained glass masterpiece.
0: Yeah. That's really what the entire castle was built around, was that one stained glass window. It really brought the room together. It brought the whole castle together.
2: You know you'd go in there and you'd look around and everything was bathed in an evil red light, and you'd be like, "Yes, this is what this is what this was all about <laughs> yep, yep. at any rate, they jump out of the off the edge of the castle and they are caught by the emerald knight on the back <laughs> of warlock and this is one of the most amazing moments I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> she decides. <laughs> To explain her actions, and promptly uh-huh. breaks the fifth wall, like, <laughs> again, yeah. like the producer just... that they brought into the show, but he can't act. She looks directly at the camera, and she says, I want to make amends for the terrible things I've done.
0: <laughs> this yeah. is my entire character arc. Listen to it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. How the hell does an animated character look at the camera? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Why is she talking
2: to us? Like she's like explaining to us like we're stupid, like she's condescending to us. Hey, stupid. I'm trying to make amends here. Do you get it?
0: I'm trying to make amends for really nothing that you know about because all you did was see me fight Black Star once. So, but trust me, there was a lot of baby eating back in the day. I've been around for (laughs) hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah,
2: that was the other part of the curse that I didn't talk about.
0: Yeah, I had to eat a baby every day. Um <laughs>
2: but John Blackstar gives the biggest that's my fetish smile that I've ever yeah. seen.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Amends, you'll do anything I want. He fucking loves it. <laughs> yeah. Basically after this point, everything after this is cleanup. Yeah. Blackstar mm-hmm. promptly heals Pulio well,
0: he gives the stone to Papa Smurf, and Papa Smurf runs over to Pulio, puts it on his crotch, and they all sit around while Pulio starts to glow, and it gets like a really like weird slide grin on his face. Yeah, a satisfied. Then they smile. just take. Then they just take the stone away for a moment. Black Star basically says, "Oh, I'm, I have to return this. I'm going back to the desert people."
2: So you're saying this this whole episode this is like how they've decided as as a quadruple to gratify Pulio. He can't come unless. Yeah. Unless he exactly. gets sick, is uh, saved by someone outside of a relationship, and all his, all his friends watch him.
0: That's that's exactly what it is. What they what they don't tell you is that the pond poison is actually uh, a trovit
2: for blue balls. So. This is yeah. This is why marriage should be defined by one man and one woman. As soon as you have multiple people in there, uh. it starts <laughs> getting real weird. Gets weird uh-huh. fast, you know.
0: Yeah
3: that's what that that specifically that sold me this particular
0: scenario yeah that's the reason why
3: I knew it
1: about returning the stone to the desert people when he borrows it he says I'll return the stone before six moons have passed that's like five months
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: he's like I'm gonna go cure everybody Pulio has like the super high fever. He
1: probably died like three weeks before they got to the desert uh, town. Yeah.
0: It's true. Yeah, if this actually it's took, that to be like a uh, month away. away. Well, that's the reason why when they cured Polio, he just sort of smiled like meekly or like slyly. It's because he's actually brain dead.
2: He just, <laughs> he just, yeah, he's he's a burnt out husk inside.
0: Yeah, like he's smiling because he saw like a pretty flower off in the distance. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't say anything he doesn't interact with anybody else he just smiles that's pretty much it so
2: and then he explains that the emerald knight is going to go live with the desert people and he then sets off to uh take the stone back uh i guess and then we get our credits they are uh pretty boring Did did we get
0: our idiots laughing at nothing?
2: They did get our idiots laughing at nothing at the very end. Good,
0: Mm -hmm. good. I I just just need to make sure we actually got that.
2: Or I I mean, I didn't talk about it, but it is how this episode ends. In the perfect way imaginable.
3: Well, in in classic tradition of cartoons of this era. Why don't we end our episodes laughing at nothing? I'm pretty sure we do. Do do we? I'm pretty sure we do laugh at nothing. That's what our listeners have told us. It it doesn't it doesn't fade to, to nothing while it's while we're laughing though. It, it oh you want us to do that? We don't laugh. No, we just have to laugh until you know David fades us out.
2: That's kinda of like that's profound, Mike. That's like a metaphor for life, you know?
0: Usually we in the episode on like a, a final joke, which it ends with all of us laughing. So
3: Alright, well I wanna I wanna do I want to laugh until it gets to the awkward stage. (laughs) Okay. Well, then you have to hold the laugh. You have to keep laughing past the point where it's awkward. So, so we're just gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You're just gonna
2: hold hold the laugh button down. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Batman laughs, and Teen Titans go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it literally is like that. It's like, uh...
2: <laughs> Love it. <It's> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Gentlemen, what did we think of this beautiful, beautiful masterpiece? Amazing.
0: I wanted to watch all of it. I definitely did not fall asleep three <laughs> times while trying to watch it. <laughs> I think this is exactly... Nor, nor did I only watch it once before this episode. <laughs> as in, I watched like... F- I watched like four different 5-minute increments of this thing before coming
2: here. <laughs> I know it's perfect. That definitely didn't
3: happen. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, this is just the kind of trash that we're born to be subjected to. I know. This is it. You know, this is this is our, you know, stuck on the space station forced to watch movies. This is the kind of caliber yeah. that we deserve.
2: Yeah. This yeah. feels like we, you we get don't a new deserve pair duck-tales. of underwear. Yeah, this feels like you get a new pair of underwear and you slide them on. You're like, oh, are these tailored to me? It's amazing.
3: (laughs) And then you realize there's already a shit stain on the underwear. But since (laughs) they fit so good, you're going to wear them anyways. (laughs) Right.
0: And you're like, this is the first time I've worn these. Where did that come from?
2: (laughs) And then the veil drops from your eyes and you realize you haven't bought new underwear in more than five years.
3: (laughs) Your life is a lie. Your whole life is a lie.
2: Your ability to self-care is terrible.
0: You look down at your uh, inner thigh and you have a tattoo there that says, Don't wear these underwear again. <laughs> oh. and P.S. Don't check the freezer.
2: Yeah, it's a plot of memento.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> David, what did you think?
0: Don't trust David. He's oh, going to he make does. you watch TV. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> watch TV. <laughs> I know we shouldn't watch this again. (laughs) I knew it. This is terrible.
0: Uh, You've already downloaded all of them, haven't you? And you have them spliced together in a supercut for us to watch. Uh,
2: You've divided it up. Yeah, you've recut each episode to be the true plot. Well, I didn't watch this until today, so I haven't had time to do any of that. <laughs> uh,
4: well, obviously, nice,
2: it, I nice. I love it. It's, it's terrible. It's so bad. And it's exactly the show that I hoped we would see when we started this
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it literally is one of the ones we were,
3: now, why is we're it, seeing. I guess this or is kind it? of uh, yeah. related, but why are the awful episodes... The shortest podcasts also. Oh, for us? Because
0: we want to get through it very we quickly. We blew maybe? through this one, know.
3: so we're going to have to marinate a little bit at the end. we have to marinate a bit? Well, we were doing this right now, yeah. but we're going to have to draw it out some.
2: What can I say? Well, I don't, don't know. Very right fast now, I'm, 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 watching
3: of the, I'm watching videos of The Flash, so I don't know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, I'm playing satisfactory, so.
0: You guys. I knew it. I knew you were doing something
3: different. What do you Damn mean? I you. was doing something different, like doing something else. Yeah, besides just talking and engaging with us, I talk and engage I, with I you. Mean, I'm a, okay. Wait, commercials over.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like <a decent> <laughs>
0: <shirt>. <laughs> I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. <laughs> okay. Do we want to keep this episode though? Do we want to continue watching us? Yes. Is this worthy of our time? <laughs>
2: Absolutely! Oh
3: yeah! Just, I don't know <laughs> Damn we, it!
2: I don't know how we can turn away.
3: <laughs> this is our defining show. Why dude. am I the only one that's saying no to this? <laughs> this is the trash that this, sh- this oh. was made for.
2: I told you not to hang on to that dignity.
3: Jack, <laughs> fact-
0: I think I think my biggest issue was just that, like the story pacing itself. The fact that like every time I tried to watch it, it kept putting me to sleep because I could not figure out like how fast they were going with the plot, or how slow they were going. like It just was all over the place for me.
2: Yeah, it's a train wreck. (laughs) It's it's a traffic accident. Yeah, It's it's beautiful. beautiful. But I guess it's our train wreck. We'll keep it on the list. It's our paint peeling. Paint chips? It's our paint peeling? It's our paint paint chips chips that we're eating? Yeah. It's our
0: paint chips. (laughs) It's making us stupider. (laughs) We're getting heavy metal poisoning from this? Yeah.
2: Oh, my.
3: But it tastes sweet.
2: (laughs) It tastes so good. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that lead is just so delicious. It
2: tastes like love, right. mommy.
3: Ah, uh, Mercury. Sweetest of the
2: transition metals.
0: So, um would uh would you let your children watch this thing there?
3: Oh good uh, god, no. Michael and <laughs> no. No. no no. No? No. 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 I don't even think I'd let my kids watch this even if we were in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think it's a good show for the time period no nice. no
2: it's not it's it's grisly like everything it is stolen test.
3: <laughs> oh no not even a little it's bit. awful which is why we need to watch more of this
2: yeah well, everything this was, about this it was is 1981 stolen. So, everything is ripped so you're right, off this
0: was 80s. Oh, we agree i agree we all agree like even if you look at the cover art like if oh. you go to the wiki and you look at the cover art for this thing yeah. The cover art looks like it's like a ripoff of D&D, mm-hmm. Kroll, like the the actual, even the yeah. the uh, font that they use looks like it's a ripoff of something else.
2: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful
0: ripoff. But this was apparently Filmation's second fantasy television program. The first being the Freedom Force, which was a segment of Tarzan and the Super 7. Huh. i have no idea what that was interesting uh oh freedom force is an exact it's a 1978 uh pre-ripoff of he-man it looks like
3: (laughs) okay so this begs the question if everything seems to be ripping off of everything else what's the original conan 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 is that is that what all 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 cartoons lead to conan
2: Kind of. I mean, certainly every sort, yeah. everything sword and sorcery from this period does. Hmm.
1: I I do have a question. Does anyone else think that Black Star is half Native American?
3: He had that, he had strong Native American vibes.
2: There's some real Brave Star kind of feels in there. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I w- I was gonna say the same thing.
2: Yeah, it's 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 the right time period. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it and apparently there is a lot of speculation. Among the fan community, mm-hmm. that he was Native American. <laughs> oh my! Oh,
1: we don't find out.
0: Uh, no, no, you don't find out. It's actually, it's just listed in the Wikipedia. It says that uh, Black Star's race is not specified in the series, though it is often speculated he could have Native American heritage. Well, what's the source? So,
3: trace the source back. You can get to the well the.
0: <laughs> The,
3: <laughs> Come on, man! This is this is internet sleuthing 101 It's it's,
0: yeah, yeah. it's saying that that this kind of was anticipating Bravestar Star because this was the same this was Filmation, hmm. which was the same company that made Brave Star.
2: But when when so, this came out significantly before Brave Star, I have to I have to think.
0: Hmm. Well, this came out in 1981. Brave Star was six uh, or five years.
2: Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a lot of time in animation You know, like that's the time between uh, Transformers and GI Joe. Like they yeah. both occurred between those between those two periods.
1: Okay. We're so spoilers. Do, we're gonna do Black Star again, only this time we're gonna throw everything we have at it. You'll know, either
2: make this company <laughs> or break it. <laughs> right. The way we've always wanted. We all swore an oath to uphold the Black Star. Oh,
0: God. Well, well, you know the pro- you know the problem with Blackstar was they had that they had that clone fella, and he never turned into a horse. What if we give Bravestar <laughs> a horse? But that clearly, he could talk the to.
2: horse is in love with him.
0: Yeah, and there's like some sort of relationship. Just gotta.
4: It's close that up,
0: course. But he's gotta be. A, he's gotta be a horse. He's gotta be a man horse. He's gotta be a man whore horse.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: you gotta get the penis right.
2: <laughs> Big old cannon on this horse. Uh it definitely it feels like that. It feels it feels like Thundar. It feels you know, it just it, yeah. it wears mm-hmm. its influences very loudly. The one that weird that's weirdest is the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Why is that yeah. influence in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah.
0: That is very odd too. Like you can see you can see where they got the The tropics are like Snur- uh, smurfs. Because they're all pink instead of blue, and they're all man, they're all men. They all got like facial hair and yeah. white hair. But the fact that they like are tied to Black Star in such a fashion that it is like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is a bit odd.
2: Uh, well, they use explicitly use that iconography, like oh, yeah. Wait, so
1: <laughs> did, did clone wake Black Star up?
2: I think. Oh, because well, at <laughs> the beginning he's <laughs> like there asleep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, what we're Clone seeing is. Clone had to uh, is, yeah. give him a kiss.
2: <laughs> he's a pure, hallucinating. A kiss of yeah, he's hallucinating <laughs> the whole war with the Overlord. And Maru represents staying asleep, and Clone represents waking up to strange new feelings.
0: Mm. Mm. I like this interpretation. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Perfect for Pride Month. By the way, we're recording this in June, so. <laughs> yes yeah it's in, all about his, a, own, pr- his own awakening learning to know himself yeah through the uh, aid of several small elderly pink men <laughs> distressing and and one rather shapely or shapely or rather uh, comely handsome comely man
2: comely.
0: who could be <laughs> everything that he wants to be, wants him to be. Please define Cumley. So. <laughs> it's uh Oh you know, it's like Saturday night. Jim
2: after, Com- uh, Jim Cumley.
0: Jim Cumley, exactly.
1: He's my pastor. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, oh god.
2: What are you, Lutheran?
0: Uh no, seconds revival laser lotus Buddhist. <laughs> <greatest. laughs> Yeah. Thank you, community. I'm going to spoil the whole series for you.
3: Don't you dare.
2: Okay.
0: In this, in this sixth episode, Space Wrecked, Blackstar was briefly reached by his former Earth girlfriend, Lieutenant Katana, Uh-oh. who spent some time on Sagar before a misadventure with the Overlord forced her to leave. Katana did not appear in any other episode, although the story ended with her asking a superior for permission to organize an armed rescue mission wow so that's interesting too like he has like an ex-girlfriend who gets all militant it like gets all of her buddies to come and break black star out of yeah. this like weird relationship that he has with
1: with the, uh,
0: a shapeshifter and several pink elderly men
2: it's uh is it an allegory
3: what do you got go against pink pink people by the way yeah, what's wrong with pink people? Yeah, why do you, you got to keep on calling them? You know, pink. Nothing. About, like best some of my
2: me's are pink.
0: <laughs> if, we're, if we were to make a live-action Black Star, oh my gosh. who would we cast?
4: Oof. Hmm, hmm,
0: hmm. So let's say let's say we got we got like four main characters, right? Yeah, we got the main villain, who's a uh,
2: Jeremy Irons, the Overlord.
0: Jeremy Irons, nice. Whoa. I like that. I also would have gone with Willem Dafoe, but I like Jeremy Irons.
2: You need we need somebody with lots of lots of cheek texture.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we could put him in like a muscle suit. Lots really of griebling too. on him. Yeah. So then we have John Blackstar clone and Mara. I probably want to like. Maybe cast one or two of the Trabbits. Oh, man. But, uh...
2: Oh, jeez.
0: Uh, Danny Let's say Mara. Who would we want Mara to be? Capable of telekinesis, telepathy, levitation, force fields.
2: <laughs> Which they say she's a sorceress. She's an enchantress. Oh. Purple-skinned
0: enchantress.
3: What about Anya Taylor Joy, uh, from Queen's Gambit? Because she's like all you eyes go. and has, you know, oh, a very oh, unique God. shaped head, and you know, and is very, yeah. very uh, talented uh, and has a very wide range of uh, of acting abilities. Yeah. So,
2: always enjoy seeing her. But we will need to squash her head into <laughs> into a football show. <laughs> yeah.
3: At yes, yes, she's yes. already got the huge eyes. But yeah, we'll have to squash the head. I, I think Sorry. it's a helmet. That is shaped like hair. Like it's like it's like a helmet
0: that's padded out on the sides, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, like it's like really, it's protecting her ears really well, but not the top of her head.
3: Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, like you okay. know, it, like female body armor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's uh. the same, it's written by the same men. Not us. Okay. So we got clone and Blackstar. Yeah.
2: Who's Blackstar?
3: Clone.
0: Yeah, who would Blackstar be? Like a Chris Hemsworth type. I mean, he's very muscular.
3: But... Well, let's let's lean into the uh, Native American angle, and let's. He's also got that crazy grin so, too. Let's let's uh...
2: cast Daniel Day Lewis from Last of the Mohicans.
3: No, <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> from The Last Samurai. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you take, gonna take, <laughs> gonna well, take
0: that... the statuesque john Blackstar and, and put in a very short man very buff
3: man very muscular man i'll give you but a very short man <laughs> to play him. yeah how about uh okay. how about the guy from wind talkers and not nicholas cage
2: um we don't know uh, anything about movies i can't i can't think of any another human being
3: well i can't i can't think of any
0: uh uh native american actors you said wind talkers right mm. the Nicolas cage movie yeah russell means also Means.
2: Yeah, there we go. Adam Beach
0: is who you're talking about. Okay, Adam Beach. Adam. Adam. Adam Beach. Let's, let's do him. Is the is the actor that you're looking for? But I don't think I don't think he's ever like really that muscular.
3: Well, they could bulk up. I mean, uh, what was a movie that I got surprised by someone who had like decided to bulk up? Spider Man. Well, yeah, like,
0: like the 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 Tobey Maguire Spider Man, the first
2: one.
3: Yeah. yeah, or I mean, even um, Chris Pratt, like he was in Parks and Rec, right? He was a like a pretty scrawny. Dude oh yeah. that. so well, no, no, he, he no, was he overweight. Was, he was chunky. He yeah. was fat.
0: Yeah, he was like six foot four and like built like me. So,
3: and then then he went all beautifully. Got all got all Marvel-fied. like
2: an Adonis. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like an, beautiful, Adonis.
2: Built like an, an Adonis, like a vision. Okay, I like
3: that. See
2: and for Clone, Willem Dafoe.
0: I can see Willem Dafoe. The problem with Clone is like he keeps uh, changing form, so he's going to be anything yeah, you, from minute to minute. Oh, Randy so
1: Circus so Andy, Andy circus, circus, yeah that works too that okay. doesn't make a no, lick of sense Andy,
0: Andy Circus is clearly going to be
2: Polo oh yeah yeah that's that's totally Andy Circus. he's gonna play the Trabbit he would play a Trabbit that filthy man <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know any of the other names of the Trabbits let's just say all the rest of them were Danny, Danny DeVito <laughs>
3: Yeah, they're all Danny Devito.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're just different Danny Devitos.
3: <laughs> Danny Devito's all the way
0: down. The other trumpets are Balcar, Riff, Terra, Burble, Burble, Carpo, and Gossamira.
2: Gossam. One and of them is female.
0: No, no, it's uh, Gossamir, not Gossamira. Gossamir.
2: Go, oh, Gossamir.
0: The, and I get. I will quiz you. Which one was Gossamir?
2: The one that could fly. The one with the giant ears. Yes.
0: Yeah. Th- that's my guess. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he could fly with those ears. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. I figured. Yep. Then you had Polo, who is a mute whistler. So apparently Polo couldn't talk. That's the reason why he wasn't talking. It wasn't because he was sick. It's because he's mute. Mm. Oh,
2: apparently. that makes more sense Where at the, at the end where they're like, oh, we think he's feeling better.
0: And he's just smiling. Yeah. <laughs> And we have uh, Carpo, who's the carpenter who gnaws wood like a beaver.
2: Oh, geez. <laughs> Is that why they explained his Bur- teeth?
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Burble, the babbler who swims very well and freezes during winter.
2: <laughs> He's like a okay. duckbill platypus?
0: I guess so. Uh, Tara, the gardener who talks to plants. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Riff, the tropics grumpy with a flame capped cook. So I guess he cooks with the flame on his hat.
2: Uh, oh, he, and then he's Bal-Kar,
0: the Balcar. Balcar is the king of the Trobats, and the mentor of John Blackstar. He controls elemental magic, is also a great alchemist. <laughs> so you have like an OP Trobit and then a bunch of these yeah. like little like half ass characters that follow him around. I wonder, I
2: wonder which one the, the the GM uses as their insert. Oh,
0: uh, Well, the funny thing is, half of the Trubits are being uh, voiced by Frank Welker, apparently.
2: (laughs) That makes sense. That would make sense. Yeah. They are subhuman
3: animals. (laughs) 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 No respect.
2: No offense, Mr. Welker. I'm a huge fan of your work. All right, gentlemen. What is our next segment?
1: An insurmountable pile of wonderful awfulness. All right. uh, Do you have a redemption for us, Matt?
2: I sure do not. Actually, you know what I do? Yeah, just just buff reboot. Just do
0: what we all do. There
2: is a show reboot. that I know nothing about called Invasion America on row 263.
0: I vaguely remember this. Do you? Yes.
1: Don't I'd expect like to... that link to work.
2: No, it doesn't. <laughs> I tried it, which is great. I'd like to move that into from the wait lists to the main list, please.
4: Okay. All right.
0: 1998 American animated science fiction series. It aired in primetime.
2: Primetime.
0: So are we ready for a reverse retcon? I'm ready for it all.
2: We want cartoons 26 hours a day.
0: Tell
1: me what is index 1794.
0: Oh, Oh, that's spot on. Pro Stars. 1991 Pro Stars. Don't know anything about it. What's with the stars? Let me refresh just to make sure.
1: This will not work out well.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right. Pro Stars. Michael Jordan,
2: Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Voices of Dorian Harwood, Dave Finnell. That's not his name. Yeah, because they're not voicing themselves in this. So. Maybe. It it does say starring Michael Jack- Jordan Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky. I'll,
2: but be, I'll bet they appear in some of the episodes. I question
0: that. I think they would have live-action appearances. I bet you. But then I'm sure it's probably voiced by somebody else.
2: It was originally intended like to air on ESPN.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Wait, ESPN was a thing in 1991.
1: Oh, you excited to do a sports show, Matt?
2: I love Oh-ho! sports. It's matchu. You know, as much as I hate sports, I love garbage, and this looks like hot garbage. <laughs> oh, this is gonna
0: be like hella garbage because i'm pretty sure they're going to try to combine every sport into a single thing for them to
2: do yeah and it says that every episode mentions the bow nose nike ad campaign
0: no no no. oh nice nice
2: beautiful So, so
0: what's the what's the uh episode we're gonna be watching there david number 10 episode 10 roll to victory the Pro Stars must help a wheelchair bound boy to save a local basketball charity from shutting down. But a gang <laughs> called Pontiac Hoods and their leader, Doug, oh keep sabotaging God. their efforts. The Pro star take on the gang in a basketball match.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Really terrible. Oh, good luck, Matt.
2: Oh, oh no, uh, is this for me?
3: It's for you, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> God damn it.
3: Oh you love it. Oh. Oh you love you it. You love it. No. You're gonna bathe in the filth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna rub product all product, right. I'm gonna rub product placement all over me.
3: Love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Pro Stars episode ten. Roll to victory, but next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the 1989 feature-length film that started Alex Winter's career.
2: <laughs> it's our attempt to be relevant. Actually, when was
0: when was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Was it 1989? Ugh. I kind of pulled that yeah. out of my ass. You did. Was it?
2: I
1: don't know.
0: It, it sounded bogus.
1: No, it's it's, it's 89.
0: Sweet. Excellent. We can see uh, Napoleon hanging out at the Waterloo, eating the Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy.
3: For Amazingly Terrible, I've been David.
2: I have been Matt.
3: I have been Mike S. Preston Esquire. See intro for outro. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And here's where the music uh, plays. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: and... Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonously terrific at amazinglyterrible.com
3: <sighs> oh, Guys, what are we going to do about tonight's episode? I just, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to talk about talking about it. What are we going to do about this episode?
2: Yeah, what, what can be done? Let's talk about the issues. What if children see this?
3: Think of the children. <laughs> Think of the
2: children. What if another like, human lays their eyes upon it?
3: I mean, what, what what world do we live in where these black stars run, run free in the universe? Oh, you okay. had to take it to oh, a star no. thing, didn't oh, you? Oh,
2: God.
0: Mike. Next thing you know, you're going to be talking about red dwarves and shit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when the internet first uh, was invented and I had to do a... Uh, I had a report on, on black holes, and that internet search did not go well. <laughs> like, we all went to WhiteHouse.com one time and then a couple more times accidentally.
2: Yeah, accidentally. For research.
3: For research.